Hello, everybody, and welcome inside the What You Need to Know podcast. I am Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah Women's Basketball, and joined by my radio analyst, Miley Enger. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah Women's Basketball. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on in the program. Last week, we had an opportunity to sit down with Drew Gilton. I felt that was just so awesome to be able to visit with Drew, get to know what the season was like for her last year, get to know what she went through throughout her career, and so excited for her to move on to the next stages of her life. So again, Drew, thank you for joining us last week. Now moving on, as we'll have the opportunity to welcome on to the podcast today, the 2022 Pac-12 Freshman of the Year and member of the 2022 All-Pac-12 team, a member of the 2022 All-Pac-12 Tournament team as well. A lot of accolades to her name, Gianna Neepkins. I think it'll be super fun to hear Gianna's perspective from this last season. We heard from Drew last week, a senior perspective who's been with the program for five years. So getting a perspective from a first-year player, it'll be fun to see what Gianna has to say. Super excited to get to know Gianna's family as well, kind of where she comes from. And Miley, you know full well I'm going to ask her all about that 43 points a game. And I'll probably toss and sprinkle in the fact that she had 67 points in her final game of her high school career. Do you expect anything less? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, let's welcome on to today's episode, Gianna Neepkins. Gianna, how are you? I'm doing well, just, you know, getting used to the off-season schedule, but I'm having a great time enjoying Utah's summer. Now, that's exactly where I want to start there, Gianna. This is your first off-season at the University of Utah. You had a tremendous freshman year. What are you doing in this off-season to prepare you for next year, first of all? Yeah, so right now, the whole team's not here just with the international students. But for the people that are here, we have lift and practice four days a week because with the limit of eight hours a week, that's what we can get in. And then, of course, just like getting my own shots up with teammates and getting extra work in outside of practice because one hour a day isn't really usually enough time. So yeah, just kind of doing that, working on things. We had meetings with Coach Rob at the end of the year. So just working on things she told us to work on, but it's been fun and we're finding ways to like challenge ourselves. So were you guys able to go home after the school year ended? And then how quick was that turnaround to jumping back into hoops? Yeah. So we, so the season ended and then some people were able to go home if they had online classes, but I had a couple in-person classes. So I had to um, wait till the end of the semester, but we got about, I think two weeks off right after the season. And then we kind of started lifting as a group, like optionals type stuff. And then I went home after the school year ended after I got done with finals and everything. And I was home for two weeks, able to see my family for a little bit. And then I came back and then we kind of jumped um, into practices and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it was pretty quick turnaround, but it's, it's been fun. Speaking of the word turnaround, I'm actually really interested to know how you made the leap from high school to college so seamless. It felt like an immediate turnaround. I mean, you did start the season off the bench, but you proved very, very early on in the season that you deserve starter minutes. And you came in, obviously you performed top notch. You won the freshman of the year in the Pac-12 conference. Tell me how it was so seamless for you to move from high school to college so easily. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The biggest thing for me, and it sounds cliche, and but I just 
worked super hard, got in the gym extra. That's always been my thing. I enjoy doing basketball, so why not do it more? And we get access to a gym 24-7, so not why not go in there whenever I can? So just putting in a lot of work. And then also um, my teammates, they were able to challenge me in practice and just studying the game, watching practice and games. So just finding ways to make myself better. It's obviously a huge adjustment just playing like high school competition and then coming to college. But I enjoy finding challenges and finding ways to overcome them. Just putting in that work and asking people how I can get better. And this year was definitely a huge learning opportunity for me, but it was a lot of fun. For you, what was that biggest adjustment coming from high school and then jumping into the Pac-12? Yeah, so when people ask me this, I usually say intensity. I'd say everyone's always 100% ready to go. If you make a mistake, the other team's going to jump on it, especially in the Pac-12. They know your tendencies, so you always have to be a step ahead of them. But then also, if another team makes a mistake, you have to take advantage of that. So just always being 100% locked in, or else other teams will take advantage of you, and leads can happen very quickly. So Now, Gianna, the University of Utah does have a rich history. However, this year, things were done that has never been done at the U. You guys made it all the way to the Pac-12 championship game. Obviously, this has been done, but you won a first-round NCAA tournament game. You beat Oregon for the first time in the Lynn Roberts era. Just a lot of things that has never happened before. I'd love to know, how were you able to lead this team at such a young age to do things that it's never done before? Yeah, so I'd say for me, I was just trying to play my role, just help the team score um, and get rebounds. I'd say that was kind of a big role for me on the team. I had great teammates to look up to, like Drew, who's been here for a long time. Um, So I just had great support people. We obviously couldn't have done all this without the help of everyone. Everyone like bought into what they were supposed to do for us. And I think that was the biggest thing as a team, like Everyone played their role. Everyone got excited for each other and was just, we all wanted to win and we all wanted to be there, which was made it super fun. And yeah, luckily we were able to get all the way there. And it's exciting because we want to be back and we want to win more than we did last year. So, For you personally, do you have a game that sticks out to you on an individual level of a game that sticks out for your performance? I know for me, it was watching the BYU game. You were coming off the bench at that time, and then you scored 29 points, and that's kind of when you jumped in that starting lineup. But is there a game that sticks out to you? Yeah, the BYU game was fun just because it's like the big rival. Um, So it was a fun game, and I'm glad that my teammates found me to get open shots. And so it was fun to make that comeback. But another fun game, maybe not just like on a personal level, but – as a team, the Oregon game was super duper fun just because we, I don't think Utah's made it to this, even the, is that the semifinals? Yeah. And made it there. And then we won that game. And it was just, Oregon's such a great team. And I think everyone knows that, but being able to play them and we followed the scout, which worked super well. So that was one of the most exciting games and one that I'll probably remember for a long, long time. Before we kind of move on to the get to know you type, Part. I'd love to know from your vantage point, what do you remember most about the NCAA tournament experience that you'll be able to remember for the rest of your life? I think one of the biggest things is just saying that you've been to the NCAA tournament. Like as a kid, you watch it on TV, all the March Madness stuff, and you look like, oh, I want to do that someday. Like that's such a cool stage to play on. 
Um, but one of the coolest things besides that is playing other teams that you typically wouldn't play. Just getting to play different speeds, sizes, different conferences. That's a super cool opportunity and experience because you can learn so much, especially since you aren't used to playing those teams because in the Pac-12, you play teams more than once. Um, so yeah, just getting to spread out who you play and learn from that. What was kind of the anticipation like during the watch party of finding out what seed you're going to be? Because you always watch kind of those watch parties on TV, seeing the teams react to the seating that they get. What seating were you guys kind of guessing to be around? And then what was the anticipation like waiting and waiting and finally having your name called? Yeah, uh, that was very, very, that was a very high emotion, I guess, type thing. We were like scared, like nervous, excited. We didn't know where we were going to be, um, but we thought we were going to be around seven or eight just because there's like ESPN polls or something like that kind of put teams places. So we knew we were going to be somewhere around that. We just didn't know where. But yeah, once we heard our name and we we're who we were playing, we were just super excited for the opportunity. It's hard to describe, but it was just super fun. And to be with my team and all of our coaches and everyone there supporting us, we had some fans there too. So it was just a great experience and we're excited to do it again. Now, Gianna, something that I'm sure that people who listened to our games on the radio was probably not tired of hearing Maybe maybe a little bit. He said it every game, so twice <laughs> but, a game, three times a game. It, it felt as though I frequently brought up your ability to score the basketball at will, and I gave the stats several hundred times this year that you averaged 43 points a game in high school, which is just – I can't even fathom that right now. In a 32-minute game, how somebody's able to average that many points in a game. You scored 67 in your – final game of your high school career out of everything that you did in high school is there anything that you could remember as being just an incredible highlight moment and a moment you'll never forget yeah I would say so my junior year we had another girl um, one of my best friends um, she's also plays division one basketball at, at Brown University and that year we made it to state and that was the first time in 20 years that my school has made it to state tournament so that was a crazy experience just because I was able to play on varsity since I was in seventh grade because that's how it works at my school you can play. So just like seeing the progress of when I was just a little young kid and then being able to go and make it to state my junior year. And so that was probably one of the best things that I won't forget. Gianna, you are a very rare person in the sense that you can score the basketball. You obviously, we just gave those stats a moment ago, but you don't seem to be the type of person that looks at your own individual accolades. You are very much, and this is what I've learned about you. You're very much a team first person, even though you're able to score at the rate that you're able to score at. Where did you learn this type of humility and how has that helped you on the basketball floor? I'd say it's kind of just maybe a family or natural because I think that I am not just looking for the best in me, but I want the team to win. I want to, I want to play in the NCAA tournament. I want to win the PAC 12 championship. Um, and I know that if I just like do it by myself and only I'm worried about what I'm going to do, that's not going to get us where I want to be or where the team wants to be. 
so just kind of like naturally I want to do what's best for the team and how the best way to win and I know that that playing t-ball is what's going to do that I'd say it's helped me because it helps me improve my basketball IQ I'm able to see the floor better see my teammates know where my teammates are going to be know if I need to take a shot or I need to pass or where I need to be on the floor so those are just a couple things that I think the ways it's helped me. How would you define Gianna's basketball game? And then what things during this off season are you looking forward to add or improve to your game for next season? Yes. Um, I'd say it's a great question. I'd say probably a word I've been described as like unorthodox. I'm probably not going to be the fastest player on this court or the strongest, but I try to use my length um, to get around defenders and kind of use, I guess you could say a slower pace or I kind of just go a methodical pace. What I want to add this season is just being more, creating more contact, getting into my defenders, being more physical. That's a big thing. I just want to work on my ball handling as well. Um, And then on the defensive end, I can always improve on that. So um, those are few things that I want to prove, but I know I have a lot of areas, but yeah, those are just a couple. All right, Gianna. I think everybody would love to know, and I love asking this question, what led to your decision to choose the University of Utah? How did that recruiting process go? And what was your official visits like? So they started recruiting me. It must've been the end of my sophomore year. And then I got an offer uh, September 1st of my junior year. And then I came out on a visit somewhere, I think it was like November or something. And when I came on that visit, Drew was actually my host, I guess you could say. So I got to know her, but also I was able to talk with Coach Rob, watch practices and stuff. And the thing I tell people is it just felt right. People always say you get a feeling about college. And I didn't really believe that. But then I came here and it all, it felt right. It checked all my boxes um, with how the vision of the program, education, I could get a solid education. It was just exciting. And I liked the coaches and team. It just, yeah, like I said, just felt like the right fit. And the big, a big thing for me was right fit. It wasn't over. It wasn't anything else except for, was it a good place for me to be at that time? Were any of those check boxes or any of those qualities on your list things having to do outside of basketball? So was there anything particular that you were looking for in a city that you were moving to? One thing that was important to me was just kind of having a place where it felt a little bit like home or like Utah has like a super campusy feel, which I enjoy. And I felt like a family when I was with the team. So I enjoyed that, but not anything particular, like I need a big city But the mountains were just a great addition. That really was a cool thing that we don't have back at home, but that I can enjoy now. So, Now, speaking of your hometown, I always love to ask this question and I ask it to everybody as they kind of get to know you type question. Mm -hmm. So you're from Duluth, Minnesota. Yes. Okay. I don't know much about Duluth. If I were to visit Duluth, Minnesota and you were my guide, Mm -hmm. where would you take me and why? Okay. Well, I think the first thing I have to do is bring you by the um, Lake Superior because that's just what Duluth is known for. Um, I think it's something like the biggest lake. Some stat, it's a big lake and it's super pretty. So I'd have to take you there, maybe get some ice cream because I like ice cream and there's a really good malt shop that's right on the lake and you can walk the lake walk. So that would probably be my first place. And then my second place is, 
I'll take you to a restaurant called Grandma's. It's it's a pretty good restaurant, but that's where all like tourists go. I'm not really sure. There's not really anything super cool about it, but it's right by the lake as well. And then I would take you to Anger Tower because that's also another site and you can go. It's just like a tower on the top of the hill and you can go to the top of the tower and then it overlooks the whole city. So yeah, that's probably how our day would go. Now to build on that just a little bit, obviously there were a lot of things you like to do at home. What do you like to do in your free time and maybe some things you like to do while you're back at home? The biggest thing that I do is whenever I'm home and when I was in high school. So I'd go with my friends and we would actually usually go by the lake um, and just like hang out with each other. That's probably a pretty basic answer, but I just really enjoy spending time with people um, that are important to me. So just going with my friends and we'd always find things to do, whether it's like go get food or go by the lake, go shopping or yeah, just doing like little fun things with my friends. What about your family? Did you like to do anything in particular with your family? And then adding on to that, tell us about your family, your mom, your dad. Do you have any siblings? And then kind of what else do you guys like to do? Um, so I actually have five older brothers. Yeah. Growing up, we played in the backyard, basketball, football, all the sports you can imagine in our backyard. But as we got older, obviously, we spread around a lot. So we don't get to see each other as much. But when we were together, we actually have a cabin about 45 minutes away from my house. And we all like to go there, just spend time together. We have a boat. We do some boating and stuff. So that's like the big family thing that we like to do when we can get together. All right. Now, Gianna, introduce us to your family, your parents' names, your five brothers. And do you have any other siblings, their names and kind of what they do? Mm-hmm. So um, my mom and dad my mom's Betsy and my dad is Don. My dad works for Maurice's, which is a woman's clothing store. I think the offices are in Duluth. And then my mom works for the church we go to. She's probably been working for about eight years at the church. And then my oldest brother is Donnie. He's 32 years old now. So he's 13 years older than me. And he lives in Nashville with his wife and they have a dog, but yeah, they do their thing. They travel a lot. Um, And then my brother, Kyle, he is the next oldest and he lives in Minneapolis. My next brother is Adam and he just got done with med school and he's doing his residency in St. Louis. And then my next brother is Andrew. He graduated from St. Louis University and he has a job down in St. Louis. And then my brother that's closest in age to me, who's 21, he, his name's Steven, and he goes to St. Louis University as well, and he is doing an internship and just going to school right now. So those are my brothers, and that's my whole family. Is there anyone in particular that you like to attribute your basketball success to or someone that you look up to? Because it sounds like growing up with five brothers, that'd be a whole lot of fun and just a whole yeah. lot of competitiveness. Yeah, uh, I would first like to thank my family and attribute a lot to them just because mostly my parents, they sacrificed so much for me, driving me to AU tournaments and spending lots of money on basketball. And then my brothers were like, sometimes they're hard on me, but you know, that made me who the person I am. (laughs) And then, well, of course, my high school coaches and all my coaches I had along the way, but a person I trained with a lot was, his name was Diomi Starks starting in eighth grade. And he really 
gave me a lot of skills and knowledge of the game of basketball and I would not be where I am without him. So those people. So finally being around the team for the first time since COVID hit, I got to know you guys a little bit better than I had in previous years. And the one thing I learned about you is you're kind of known as being the funny one of the team. All right. I've kind of heard you're kind of the one that's got the jokes. You're kind of like the one that likes to goof around a little bit. And we may have watched a couple of TikToks. Oh, no. Very, very possible. So that's one thing that I know about you. What's some other things that maybe not a lot of people know about who Gianna Neepkins is? I'd say the way I am is I just like to keep things very lighthearted. Like I said, I like to hang out with people that are important to me and my teammates are incredibly important to me and so just having a good time and if they come over to our house or we just have any time like to hang out I just like to keep it fun and I guess I like to keep it interesting probably in their eyes they're like what is this girl doing but yeah I'm so thankful like I was able to have a group of girls like this to be around and there's no drama which is I'm sure that doesn't happen all the time so that's been super fun um, and then we have new girls coming in, so it's going to be exciting to have them join. But another interesting fact, I guess it will just be like a fun fact about me, is people like on the team, they kind of know me as like the person that loves food and like cookies. Like cookies is my biggest thing. I couldn't live without cookies. So that's another fun fact about me. Question about cookies then. <laughs> Since you just went to Swig for the first time, have you been to any cookie places? Because Utah's got a bunch. We got Twisted Sugar, Chip, Crumble. I don't know. I could keep going, but have you been to any local cookie shops? Yeah, I've been to, I want to like get out and try more of course, but I've been to chip and crumble and they're both fantastic. So I definitely eat my fair share of cookies. What about homemade? Are you like a homemade person? Do you have like a recipe that's like your go-to? What's your cookie of choice? If I had to choose a cookie, I know it's going to be boring, but I just like a warm chocolate chip cookie. It's not cooked all the way, just a little bit doughy in the middle and then a cold glass of milk. I could just, I could eat a thousand of those. Are you decided in your major? And then what are you looking forward to doing after your basketball career? Yeah, I actually am undecided, but I'm probably going to go somewhere in the science, maybe like kinesiology or something. Um, But then after college, I want to hopefully play professional basketball. And then after that, maybe go into some sort of medicine. But we'll see. That's a little ways away. And I'm kind of indecisive for that right now. But yeah, I don't even know my major yet, but we're working on it. And yeah, I'm just having fun kind of exploring different options. Now, Gianna, the, the, the question, and I, I always give this description every time I ask this question because I feel it's super important, but I always like to end on this question just because I do think that it is something that is so beneficial to those that are listening, especially to the young people who want to follow in your footsteps. If you were to give some advice to a young woman that, like I just said, wants to follow your footsteps and play collegiate sports, what is the advice that you would give them to reach that goal? Okay, so I'd say that a big thing is just I feel like you have to love the game of basketball. That's kind of the start of it. And then once you love it, put everything into it. So put in extra work, find ways to challenge yourself and feel comfortable being uncomfortable and then just grow off of that. So the biggest thing, yeah, just stay motivated, motivated and keep working. And sometimes you might have to make sacrifices, but it's definitely worth it in the end. 
Well, Gianna, thank you so very much for your time. Um, really appreciate you taking time with us to get to know you even better and for allowing Utah fans to get to know you better as well. Yes, thank you for having me. And that is Gianna Neepkins. Miley, I, I love Gianna. She is, she is such a blast and someone that, like we talked about with her, a person that I know has been known as the funny person on the team. And uh, we kind of got a nice little glimpse at that here today. The great thing about Gianna is that I don't necessarily think she tries to be funny or that uplifting spirit all the time, but it just happens naturally. So even when we were talking with her, I we kind of got those same vibes that she's just here for a great time and here to play basketball and just love in life. You know, Miley, I have always said that Lynn Roberts is so good at recruiting great personalities. Yes, she does a great job of bringing great talent to the program, but I think she does an even better job of finding great people. I can't really think of anybody in the past that I've struggled with at all in the now going on seven years that I've been with this program. I've always been impressed with all the people that are on this team. This gives me, and you as well, an opportunity to get to know these people even better. And, you know, Gianna was no exception to that. She is such a great person. And... You know, I wanted to make sure that I brought up her humility. I feel as though she's just such a humble personality to where, you know, you expect her to contribute onto the floor, to score a lot of points. But she does it in a way that's not boastful, that's not selfish. She does it within her own flow. And that, to me, is one of the more impressive things about not necessarily the player that Gianna is, but the person that Gianna is. Throughout this whole season when we interviewed her after games, we didn't ask her questions to necessarily brag about her performance or how great she played, but I'm, we did want to talk about how great she played, and she never would take the credit on herself, which I thought was awesome. She never put herself in that position to even talk about anything about herself. It was always, my teammates did this for me, my coaches set me up to do this, my teammates that She never once said anything about her own performance, which I think is amazing, especially considering that she was just a freshman last year. She was so composed and so mature every single time that we talked to her. Now, if you listen closely to that interview that we just held with her, the one thing that I absolutely love about her is she does not let any moment sway her one way or another. So many great games that she had this year to where, whether it was in the press conference, whether it was on TV, whether it was on the radio, she had and maintained that same type of composure. Even if she went out and scored, hypothetically speaking, 29 points against BYU, she kept that same humility. She came off the floor with that same, hey, we all, all I'm looking to do here is win basketball games and help take this program to new heights. And I think, Miley, I personally feel that she has got that personality to help be that leader over the next three years for this program. I think one of the most impressive moments talking about her humility was the first Pac-12 tournament game against Cal because the whole matchup, everything that the media was promoting was the matchup between Gianna and Jada Curry, who both won Pac-12 Freshman of the Year for the coaches and then the media. So the whole matchup, the whole game was centered around that matchup, but she couldn't care less about that at all. All she wanted to do was win and go on to the next round. And I think that just speaks to the person that she is because Utah ended up winning and they continued to win. <laughs> now, you can really truly tell that Gianna is one of those people that's just going to 
put her head down and go straight to work. I am so excited for her to see what she does in this offseason to further improve her game. This is the first offseason that she's had with the team. She's got one year under her belt now. She's cut up to speed on what to expect from the Pac-12 opponents. And now she can work further on what she can do to be even better at this level. I mean, you think at what the potential is for Jenna Neepkins, it's a little scary for opponents when you think about just how much she can do still to her game to be even better and even more electric than she was this year. That's why I like when I asked her to define her game, she picked the word unorthodox because that truly is her style. She goes out there and does things at her own speed, her own pace, and in her own way, and she doesn't let opponents or her teammates change what she does. She is Gianna through and through every single game. She goes out there and does what she knows how to do. So that is the 2022 Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, Gianna Neepkins. Now, Gianna has a lot of accolades to her name after her freshman year. Was named to the All-Pac-12 team, obviously was named to the All-Freshman team. She was also named to the 2022 All-Pac-12 Tournament team, along with her running mate, Jenna Johnson. Speaking of Jenna, she will be our next episode next week on the What You Need to Know podcast, so make sure to tune in to that. A quick reminder, each and every single Monday, we will try to get an episode out to you, so please make sure to tune in each and every single episode. Thank you so very much for tuning in, and a big thank you to Gianna Neepkins for jumping on to this episode today. For Miley Enger, I am Tyson Ewing. This is the What You Need to Know podcast.